I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Welcome back to News Du Jour. If you're new here, I wanted to start off with the disclaimer that while we promise to be a calmer space to consume the news, that's not to say that bad stuff doesn't happen. And when it does, we're going to be here to tell you about it and acknowledge its seriousness. However, we believe there's a lot more than doom and gloom going on in the world. And we will report on a range of different topics from entertainment to business to politics to art and fashion and much more. Whatever the top stories of the day are, that is what we're excited to tell you about. We're glad you're here. Hey, everyone, and welcome back from the long weekend away from News Du Jour. I hope you guys um, had a good weekend, even if you don't celebrate Christmas. Um, But I hope everyone was able to just kick their feet up a little bit and relax. I know I did. (laughs) We spent like at least a day and a half just like lounging on the couch eating, and it was really needed. Um, so I feel so much better, but, um, anywho, I wanted to go ahead and jump into the news because we have for today, basically two longer stories that are pretty intense and then a bunch of mini stories that I just kind of wanted to update you guys on. So let's jump into that. So for our first story today, we're obviously going to talk about the Nashville bombing that happened on Christmas. So I just wanted to go ahead and issue a trigger warning here. This does involve terrorism. So you may or may not have heard by now, but on Christmas morning, downtown Nashville was unfortunately rocked by an RV loaded with bombs exploding. So here's what happened exactly. Residents who lived in the condos on this street heard what they thought were shots fired, and they reported that to the police, and the police responded. When they arrived, what they found was this RV that was playing an announcement saying that the RV was loaded up with bombs that would explode in 15 minutes. And then it was counting down those 15 minutes. And creepily, we learned later that it was actually playing the song Downtown by Petula Clark. So the police worked frantically to evacuate everyone in these nearby buildings, all the while listening to this cheerful oldies tune. And fortunately, they were able to evacuate everyone in time. And when the RV did explode, they found human remains in the vehicle that were linked to a man by the name of Anthony Warner. 
So then the next day, this would be December 26th, the police arrived at Anthony Warner's home to learn more about the man and see if they could locate him in order to rule him out. They discovered when they got to his home that he was essentially a recluse, rarely even waving back at neighbors or leaving his home. They found that his home was laced with an array of security cameras and alarm systems. Neighbors confirmed that he did have an RV similar to the one that exploded for months leading up to the event, and it was no longer there. They also said that they had invited him to their Christmas dinner, but that he had not even responded. His father had passed away in 2011, but his mother actually still lives nearby, but so far has declined to comment. But strangely, in November, he had actually transferred the deed of his property to a woman living in Los Angeles for zero dollars. Similarly, though, she has declined to comment on the subject. But there was no manifesto laying out for the police to find to tie up the reasoning of this event with a bow of insanity or hatred. Instead, we're just left wondering what it was all for. Buildings were severely damaged, windows were blown out, trees toppled over, and there's destruction throughout the street where this happened. But if your intention is to kill or harm people, why warn them about the blast? It ended up being that everyone was safe from the explosion, but that doesn't mean that people weren't rattled. The FBI is now looking into the incident and trying to come up with a conclusion on what it was all about and whether there's still reason to worry about Anthony Warner's actions. As you guys know, Oklahoma City is no stranger to this type of event. We had a truck loaded with bombs explode in our downtown area, but with no warning to the people inside the Murrah building that it destroyed. Our hearts go out to all those affected, and we are so glad that everyone was safe. So for our second longer story today, we're going to have to discuss yet another shooting in Columbus, Ohio. I want to go ahead and issue a trigger warning for this one as well. This story involves racially motivated violence. An entire community is having to protest police brutality all over the country, only to be faced with more and more of it every week. And here we are again, another story of the police killing an unarmed black man on his own property for no reason, conveniently without body cameras on. If you listen to News Du Jour regularly, you'll probably remember the death of Casey Goodson Jr. that we covered not long ago. But for those of you who hadn't heard about it, Casey was a young man headed home with some Subway sandwiches for himself and his family after going to the dentist when he was gunned down at his own front door because the police mistook him for a criminal that they were after. He had used his own key to open his own front door and was shot with his back to the police in front of his grandmother and little sister without posing any threat to the police or doing anything wrong. He was 23 years old. 
Protests obviously followed this incredibly heartbreaking, infuriating, and completely avoidable slaughter of a young man in the prime of his life. The officer did not have his camera turned on, which was in violation of their department's policy. And now we have a very eerily similar event taking place also in Columbus, Ohio. This time, the police were responding to a call that someone's SUV had been parked in a residential area loitering for about 30 minutes. The car had been running and just kind of hanging out for much of that time. Then for some reason, officers approached a garage where a man walked slowly towards them with a cell phone in his hands. And then one of the two officers, the one named Officer Coy, shot the man for no apparent reason. He then turned his camera on right after he'd fired the shot and ordered the man to, quote, roll over, dude, end quote. He patted the man down, whose name was Andre Maurice Hill, age 47, and he called an ambulance. Andre died at the hospital shortly after he arrived there. Situations like this make it easy to see why black men are fearful of the police. Whether you're coming home from the dentist with a Subway sandwich or simply in your own garage organizing things, you're not safe. The very people meant to protect and serve the community are putting black men and women in danger. But what's worse, Officer Coy, well, he had more than 180 complaints filed against him during his 19 years on the force. That's about 10 complaints a year or more against this guy. Think about that. It's almost once a month that someone is filing a complaint against this man. The city even had to pay $45,000 in a settlement because Officer Coy had bashed a man's head in during a drunk driving stop in 2012. And yet he was never weeded out as a bad cop until he ended someone's life for absolutely no reason. Casey Goodman Jr.'s life mattered. Andre Maurice Hill's life mattered. And let's hope Columbus, Ohio will show them that with some local level changes to their policing and justice for their families. Okay, and for our last story, quote unquote, I really want to do just a bunch of miniature stories, things that I think you guys should be aware of but don't need much of a deeper explanation. So first of all, a Brexit trade deal was finally accomplished by uh, the European Union and the UK. And this has been a long time coming. And pretty much, I think I had mentioned to you guys last week that it was hung up about fishing rights. That's like what was getting them down to the wire to make a deal. Um, But definitely the new strain of coronavirus spreading there and having to shut down like commerce right before Christmas definitely gave them a scare and I think forced them to kind of hurry up and get this done. So it is done. And these two are going to go back to being friendly neighbors rather than part of the same entity. 
For our next mini story, though, um, Europe begins to roll out its vaccination plan. So basically what that means is it's going to go ahead and start vaccinating. It was known that some countries kind of jumped the gun and started vaccinating before they were technically allowed to. Um, So I just wanted to note that for you guys. I'm not sure which countries it was, but that's kind of part of this headline. Um, Not super important, but just thought I would make you guys aware And then speaking of Great Britain and the EU, um, the U.S. is now having passengers traveling from Britain uh, jump through some hoops, basically having them test negative for the coronavirus within 72 hours of their flight. And then I believe they're going to have to have another rapid test at the airport. So they're doing everything they can to prevent this new strain that's super, super contagious, even more so than the regular. Regular uh, coronavirus come to the United States. It has now been traced to certain other areas of Europe, like France and Spain. And again, it was always travel to the UK that brought it to those countries. So it is smart. It's tough, um, you know, when people get stranded because of new rules like this. But it is the best thing to keep people safe. Um, and then for our last mini story, um, Trump has rejected the stimulus bill. So this is, you know, a really, really difficult position to put both Congress and the American people in because a lot of people are going to be losing their unemployment benefits. People who don't deserve to be unemployed right now. They simply are due to the coronavirus. They're furloughed, etc. They've lost their job because of the pandemic will not be getting any sort of help from the government as of right now. Now, just like with the military spending bill that we discussed on Friday, um, there's always an option for Congress to override a veto. But what that requires is a really overwhelming number of people voting to do so in Congress. And, you know, it's just they're having a hard time working together right now. So it's unclear as to whether they will override the veto either on the military bill or on the stimulus bill. So I'm just going to have to keep you guys posted. Um, Um, In terms of the stimulus bill, though, it is important to note that the Democrats were all about going ahead and giving that $2,000 individual check, whereas the uh, congressional Republicans ended up shutting that down. So I know that's a bummer for all of us, (laughs) Um, but... I just wanted to go ahead and note that for you guys, that idea was sort of tossed out there by Trump and then tossed out there again by the Democrats and ultimately shot down by the Republicans in Congress. And so that's important to note. I don't know if they're going to try and negotiate it again or just try and override the veto, but we'll just have to wait and see when they get back to work today. And that is the news du jour. Today, I wanted to leave you with the quote, Sometimes we take a break and we find that the solutions present themselves. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use to listen. A rate and review on Apple Podcasts would mean the world to us and really help us be able to keep creating the news du jour for free for you guys. You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram, 
sugarfree underscore media on Twitter, and just sugarfree media, all one word, on TikTok. You can also subscribe to emails on our blog so that you get an alert every time we have a new post or an announcement, and that's at www.sugarfreemedia.co. Again, that's sugarfreemedia.co. Our music is by Joey Lavoie and Nicholas Foster. Our cover art is by Hannah Pierce Photography. Our sugar-free media logo is by Catherine Jezik Designs. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from Oh, oh. oh.